right. Good morning, everyone. Good to see all of you today. Glad that you're here. And as Lance said, happy Mother's Day to all of our mothers. It's a great uh, day that we can celebrate our mothers and to uh, just have a good time with them. And like Lance said, hopefully that's not shock to you and somebody sitting there going, oh no, it's Mother's Day. And I just found out. Um, Hopefully you've known and you've been preparing for this day. All right, Deuteronomy chapter 6. Today we're going to be talking about priorities, living with wholehearted commitment. Over the past several weeks, we've been looking at the Great Commission. The Great Commission that we see in uh, Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20, where Jesus shares these words with his disciples. He says, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything that I have commanded you to do. So Jesus sends the disciples out on mission. And we've looked at this over the last couple of weeks. If you've been here, uh, you've heard this verse several times. Uh, we've been looking at what it means to be a disciple, how that plays out in our life. And if this is your first Sunday, you haven't heard all of that, then we'll catch up a little bit as we go through this. But that command that Jesus gave to his disciples, his followers over 2000 years ago, still applies to each one of us today. Jesus is telling us that I've got a plan for you. And that plan is for you to be on mission with me. And to go out into all of the world to make disciples. To tell others what it means to be a follower of Christ. And not just stop there, but to teach them to obey everything that I have commanded you to do. That is, we are called to share with others how they can know Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. And to teach them how to live for Him each and every day. Now, the reason we have spent several weeks going over this is because we want to understand it well so that we can do it well. How many of you have a red letter edition of the Bible? When you open it up, you see the red letters that are the words of Jesus. Now, I love red letter editions because you see the words of Jesus. And how many of you know that the words of Jesus are very important words, right? They are very important for us to know and to understand, but not just the words of Jesus, all of God's word, because they are all of Jesus, is very important for us. And he says, so what you're going to do, you're going to go out into the world, you're going to make disciples, you're going to teach them my word. But how do we do this? How how does this apply to our life every day? How do we live our life every day making a difference for Christ? Well, how many of you understand that priorities in life matter? Everybody? Everybody? Hopefully, if not, by the end of today, hopefully you'll understand. Priorities in our life are very important, right? And so in order for us to live the kind of life that God calls us to live, in order for us to to live what he's telling us to do, then we need to have our priorities in check. We need to have our priorities in the right place. And how do we do this? Well, I think one of the best places to start is in Deuteronomy chapter 6. In the book of Deuteronomy, Moses is having a conversation with the children of Israel. And in this conversation, he's reminding them, you're getting ready to go into the promised land that God has promised for you. And so I'm going to remind you what God has to say about how you're to live your life. I'm going to remind you of his commands. 
I'm going to remind you of the things that he has taught so that when you go into the land, when you go into this foreign land where there's going to be foreign people that don't know God the way that you know God, that your children won't be pulled astray by the gods that they serve. And so this is very important. And why was it important for him to teach this and remind them of this? Well, the reason it was very important is because their parents did not do very good at obeying and remembering the commands of the Lord. And that's why they've been in the wilderness, wandering around in the desert for 40 years until that generation passed away. And now it is time for what God has promised the children of Israel to happen. They are going to get to move in to the land that he has promised them, a land that is flowing with milk and honey, but a land that also has strangers in the land, people that aren't like them, people that think differently. And he's saying, you need to know this. You need to understand this because you are going to be confronted with things of other gods. You're going to be confronted with other ways to live. You're going to be confronted with all kinds of things. So you must know where you stand. You must be grounded where you are. Because if not, you will be tempted to follow these other gods. I wonder if that sounds anything like our world today. We look around us today and we see a whole world that's strange to us. Actually, we're strange to them because the Bible says that we are strangers, we are aliens, we are foreigners, we're not of this place. But we see all this and we see a society around us, we see a group of people around us. They want us to believe their God, not our God. They want us to stand on what they say is truth, not what God says is truth. And so just as Moses in that day was telling the children of Israel, when you go into this land, you better have things right. You better remember what God has said. The same is true for us. As we go out into the world, we need to know God's truth for our life. We need to have our priorities right so that we're not pulled in a wrong direction. Where we're not tempted to believe the things that go against what God says. That we are living for God in such a way that it actually makes a difference in our world. And that people see that this God that we serve is not just a God that we talk about on Sunday mornings. But it is a God that we actually live for and he lives through us. That's what the world needs. So in order for that to happen, we need to have some priorities in the right place. So look with me if you would. Deuteronomy chapter 6 beginning in verse 1. He says, these are the commands, decrees, and regulations that the Lord your God commanded me to teach you. You must obey them in the land you are about to enter and occupy. And you and your children and grandchildren must fear the Lord your God as long as you live. If you obey all his decrees and commands, you will enjoy a long life. Listen closely, Israel, and be careful to obey then all will go well with you, and you will have many children in the land flowing with milk and honey, just as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, promised you. Listen, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I am giving you today. 
Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you are at home and when you are on the road, when you are going to bed and when you are getting up. Tie them to your hands. Wear them on your forehead as reminders. Write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. In this passage, Moses lays out the priorities for the children of Israel. This is how you need to live when you go into the land. This is what you need to do. And the priorities he lays out for them are still good for us today. So I want to give you four priorities that I see in this passage today that we each can apply to our lives today. The first priority is this. Build your life on a lasting foundation. Build your life on a lasting foundation. Notice back in verse 1 what he says. He says, these are the commands, these are the decrees, and these are the regulations that the Lord has commanded that I teach you. So God has passed down the law, God has passed down these commands, he's passed down these decrees, and he said, this is what you are to use to live your life. And when you look at what God has laid out for us, he gives us a plan. And he goes on to say that when you live this out in your life each and every day, that you're going to be blessed by God. You're going to receive his blessings because you are living for him and his truths. Now the question to us today is how do we know what God's commands are? How do we know what God's truths are that we need to apply to our life each and every day? Well, again, if you've been here for the last several weeks, you've heard this, you're going to get to hear it again. We find God's word, we, we, or we find God's truth, we find his commands, we find it in his word. He has given us an instruction book to know how we are to live our life. He has given us an instruction book to know what it is that he has for each and every one of us. I was thinking about this and being Mother's Day and all, I thought this was uh, appropriate. How many of you mothers have ever said in your life, I'm doing the best I can God did not give me a book to raise these children. Anybody say that, that will admit it? I, I know I've said it as a dad. It's like, if I only had a guidebook. Well, guess what? God gave us a guidebook. It's called the Bible. And we all have one, and we got copies of them. If you don't have one, let us know. We'd love to get you a copy of one. And guess what? We don't just have them here but we've got them on their phone. Watch this. How many of you are looking at God's scripture on your phone this morning right now? Hold your phone up. Hold, yeah, you're raising your hand, but you don't have your phone. Yeah, <laughs> Dustin. Um, we do. We've got the Bible with us pretty much everywhere we go, right? We don't have an excuse to not read and to not know God's word. His word is very important for us in our lives. His word is what encourages us. His word is what guides us. His word is what instructs us in life. And it is very important. Listen to the words of Jesus found in Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 27. He says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain fell, the rivers rose. And the winds blew and pounded that house, yet it did not collapse because its foundation was on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and doesn't act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell, 
the rivers rose, the winds blew and pounded that house, and it collapsed. It collapsed with a great crash. Listen, if you want to build something that lasts, something that continues on, you need to build it on the right foundation. The wrong foundation won't hold up. And so Jesus is saying, if you want to build your life on the right foundation, you build your life on these words that I have spoken to you, these words that I have given to you. You build your life on that foundation, and when the storms of life come, your foundation is not going to give away. But if you don't build your life on my words and my commands, then when the storms of life come, guess what? Your foundation is unstable, and it's going to collapse. Now, how many of us realize today that in life, storms are going to come? How do we stand? How do we withstand those storms that we can make it through? By the way, speaking of storms, how about this rain this weekend? Isn't that awesome? I mean, we need to give God some thanks because we've been praying for this for a long time. And so can we just thank the Lord for the rain today? Sorry, I got distracted. But it just made me remember that when we're talking about the storms, the storms that will come. And is our life built upon the right foundation? What is the right foundation? It's his word. It's his truths. And we act upon them in our life. Now, when we look at the priorities in our life, it becomes easy to see what kind of foundation we are living our life upon. So I want you to take just a moment. I want you to begin to think about what is number one in your life. What is that top priority in your life? Now, I know that we're in church today, so if we were to go around with a microphone and ask all of you, what is your number one priority? Everybody would say the right church answer. Well, God's my number one priority. But is he? If we were to examine our lives and to examine what is first in our life each and every day, what it is that we uh, work for, what it is that we do, that we live for, what it is that we think about each and every day, what would your number one priority be? Well, for some, the priority may be their job. Now, I know that we all need a job. We need to raise money to be able to support our families, and there's nothing wrong with that. For some, that number one priority would be family. And so they take that money that they earn and they invest it into their family and they get involved in all these different activities where they're being with their family and enjoying their family. Nothing wrong with that whatsoever. For some, it could be uh, church. Some people make church as their priority and religion becomes their priority and they get involved because they know that that's helping make a difference in the lives of others. And so that becomes their number one priority. Now again, all these things that I just listed are not bad in and of themselves. And there may be other things that are coming to your mind that, that I didn't even think of. But we have all these things that we put first. And where they become the problem is when that is what we're building the foundation of our life upon. If the foundation of your life is built upon a job, one day you'll be greatly disappointed. If the foundation of your life is built upon family and the activities of your family and those different things, one day you're going to be disappointed because this season of your life will come to an end. If it's on anything else other than God, if we're building on any other foundation, then that is a foundation that is not stable and it will collapse eventually. But when we build our lives on God first, 
God's foundation, that's when things work out. Now, Scripture tells us to seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these other things will be added to us. Put God first. Build our foundation upon God. Now, this doesn't mean that storms are not going to come in life. Storms are going to come. But what this does mean is when the storms do come, that we will be able to withstand those storms. We will be able to live through those storms because we have our house built upon the right foundation. So a simple truth for us today. A lasting foundation is one that is built upon the authority of God and the authority of His Word. Where does God's Word come from? It comes from God. God. Moses said the commands that your God has given. The commands, these are His commands that He wants me to teach you. You must obey His decrees, His regulations. They come from Him. They come from God. And so what that means is that God has authority over our life and God's Word has the final authority in things that we say and we do. So when we have a problem in life, we go to God's Word, His guidebook for us, and we let that direct our decisions rather than the decisions of other people around us that may have great intentions, and maybe they don't, or the decisions that the world says you need to do in this situation, and we go to God's Word, and what does He say I need to do? And He has the authority. His Word has authority over every situation in my life. So we build our life upon Him and upon that firm, lasting foundation. Priority number two, teach your family the importance of following God. Teach your family the importance of following God. Look back at verse two. Notice what he says. He says, first of all, and you and your children and grandchildren must fear the Lord your God as long as you live. So he says, obey these commands, follow these commands, and you, starting with you first, and then you pass them down to your children, and you pass them down to your grandchildren, and what he's talking about is building that firm foundation that will go from generation to generation to generation to generation. Keep passing them down. We're talking about discipleship. And that's part of what discipleship is. Passing them down. Teaching them to others so that they will know and they will live this in their life. Now many times when we think about the great commission that Jesus gave us to go into all of the world, we begin to think of all the places that we need to go to be his witnesses. And we think about, well, work. When I go to work, I'm going to be his witness. In my neighborhood, when I go out and I visit with people in my neighborhood, I'm going to be a witness for him. Or I'm going to go on a mission trip and I'm going to go to another part of the country or another part of the world and I'm going to be his witness. And all of that is great. I hope you're doing those kind of things. But where does he say to begin? He says, begin with you, then your children, then your grandchildren. Listen, we can go all over the world and share the good news of Christ with everyone that we come in contact, but if we're not sharing Christ with our family at home, we've got a problem. That's where we need to start, is right at home, right where we are. Start with our children. Teach our children what God says. 
Teach our children the importance of God's Word. Teach our children the importance of following Him and having God as that solid foundation in our life. It begins with each one of us personally passing it down. Now today we, we honor our mothers in this place and, and I love being able to honor our mothers. And I am so grateful for a mother in my life who taught me the importance of following God and having my foundation, my life built upon Him. And I'm so grateful for my wife who taught my children the importance of following God in their life and having that firm foundation. I'm so grateful that I have a daughter now that is taking her children and teaching them the importance of having that firm, solid foundation in their life of following God and of knowing Him. And I'm grateful for the mothers in here that have done that with their children and the mothers before them that have done that with their children. Because we need to understand the importance of following God and Him being that firm foundation in our life. Teaching our family to do the same thing. I also know there's probably some in here that are thinking about that going, you know, I've dropped the ball in that area. Well, we all have at different times in our life. Sometimes we drop the ball and we're not the best example. Maybe we haven't been teaching them that way. But I got good news for you today. We serve a loving, forgiving God. And with Him, every day is a brand new start. We don't have to worry about our past mistakes and our past failures. We can begin today and move forward and watch what God does in our lives. And by the way, men, this isn't just for women. This is not a Mother's Day sermon like that. This is for all of us. This is our responsibility. This is our role. That is, we make disciples. We, we start with our children. Then priority number three is always keep God first. Always keep God first in our life. Now, I want you to see what he goes on to say again. Look at verse four and five. He says, listen, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. Stop right there a second. The Lord is our God, the Lord alone. That's a very important sentence to us because again, there are so many gods in our world. There are so many things that people are chasing after in their life. So many gods that they're looking for. And he says that there is only one true God. He is our God and he is the Lord alone. He is God alone. There is no other that compares to him. There is no other that can stand with him. There is no other other than our God. No one can love us like our God loves us. No one will do for us like our God does for us. Who else would give their one and only son for us to die for us so that we could have a restored relationship with him? No one. And there's not another God out there. He is your God. He is the God that we serve. But he doesn't stop there. He continues on in verse 5. And he says, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. What is he saying? He's saying we need to love God with all of our being. Love God with everything that we have. Love God with everything that we are. Now maybe that verse sounds a little familiar to you and you don't re remember reading it here in Deuteronomy. Well, let me remind you 
that Jesus in Matthew chapter 22, in verse 37, when he is asked, what is the greatest commandment out there? What is the greatest thing that we must know? Jesus said, the greatest law in the Torah, he replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the greatest and the most important commandment. And he said, the second is like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus says, here's the most important commandment, love God first. Keep God first. Now this passage is called the Shema, the most known and recognized verse in the Old Testament for the Jewish people. When a child was born, these were the first words they heard and the first words that they memorized in their life. So a child is born, these words are spoken to that child. Love the Lord your God. Love Him with all of your heart. Love Him with all of your soul. Love Him with all of your might, with everything that you are. When the child is able to start memorizing, this is what they are taught to memorize. That is how important this is in our life. Now to break this down a little bit, what's he mean when he says, Heart, soul, and strength. Well, first of all, the heart is the center of our actions. If you have your heart set on something, you will do everything you can to see that done. When your heart is set on it, you will try your best to accomplish it. And the soul is the very life essence of our lives. It is the breath within us. It is the entirety of who we are as a person. It is our emotions, our feelings, it's our desires, it's our passions. It is what drives us. And then strength is all of our might. Physical, mental, all of our might. And he says, so you got to put all those together. And you love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your strength. And to put it very simply, he's saying, love God with everything that you have, with everything that you are. Love him first. So here's the truth. When we love God with all of our heart, soul, and strength, then we will have a desire to truly worship him. We will have a desire to serve him. We will have a desire to share him with others that don't know him. That's what happens if we have that kind of love for him where we are loving him with everything that we have. So it's a good test for us. Do I have that desire to truly worship God? Do I have that desire to truly serve him and do the things he asked me to do? Do I have a desire to do what he's asked and go into all of the world sharing the good news with others that don't know him? And then priority number four, remember the Lord in your daily conversations. Remember the Lord in your daily conversations. I love this part of the passage. Look back beginning at verse 6. He says, And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I am giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you are at home, when you are on the road, when you are going to bed, and when you are getting up. Tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders. Write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. Now when Moses gives this uh, direction to the children of Israel, they took this literal. 
And so they would write the laws of God on leather and they would have it on their arms where they could look down and see it. They would even take little boxes and they would write down God's truths, God's commands, and they would put it in a little box and they'd use a leather strap and strap it to their heads. Isn't that cool? I can't wait till next week when all of us come in with a little box strapped to our head that's got scripture written in it. We'll go up and open up the box and say, what scripture are you looking at this week? Wouldn't that be cool? No, let's not do that. But that's what they did. And it says, write it on your doorpost. So they would actually write it on their doorpost, write it on their gate. They would write God's commands on their gate so that everyone could see, so that they could all be reminded. You talk about a good way of getting this word along to your children. Get your leather straps, get your box, write it on your door, write it on your gate, and watch what happens. They're going to put you in a loony bin probably. But hey, uh, that's okay, because they're going to see God's word. What he's talking about here is not writing it everywhere, going out and graffitiing everything up with God's word. He's really pushing the importance of internalizing God's word in our life. Internalizing it in a way that we know it. Internalizing it in a way that we share it. Internalizing in a way where it is just an overflow that comes out of us as we talk about God everywhere we go. We talk about God when we're sitting at home. We talk about God when we're taking a road trip. We talk about God whenever we can, every time we can. We remind them of this is what God has done. This is what God is doing. This is what God is going to do. And we see that truth in His word that we understand. The psalmist said in Psalms 119.11, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Now we use that scripture a lot when we're trying to encourage people the importance of knowing God's word and memorizing God's word. But when you look at it, what the psalmist is saying is what I just said. I have put God's word in my heart. I have internalized it in such a way that as I go out and I do the things that I do, I will not sin against God because I know what his commands are and I know what his truths are for my life. And I know that by following his truths, by following his commands, that is where the blessings of life come from. Now, when I'm talking about blessings of life, some people tell you that, well, if I do this and that, God's going to, you know, make me rich and famous and all that. That's not found in Scripture. Again, Jesus said when the storms of life come, he didn't say everything was going to be roses. But did you know God has a way of blessing us even when we're going through the most difficult times of life? God has a way of blessing us when we're going through the greatest times of life, whether we're on the mountaintop or we're in the valley. When we are living our life built upon that solid foundation, that lasting foundation, no matter what we go through, we understand and we know the blessings of God in our life. And we need to be quick to share how God is blessing our life each and every day. So I ask you this question, is God number one in your life? <clears throat> is he the firm foundation that your life is built upon? Do you know his word? Are you looking to his word? Does his word have authority in your life? Are you loving him with every ounce of your being? Are you sharing him with others? 
Jesus said, you'll go into all the world, you'll be my disciple. He's just talking about sharing what God is doing. Sharing the importance of knowing Christ as your Lord and Savior. And can I just say today, we say it every week, we'll continue to say it until Jesus comes or until he takes us home another way. That the most important decision you can ever make in your life is knowing Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Knowing who he is. Moses said, don't forget. Don't forget God. When you go into a land that's going to be pulling you in all kinds of directions, don't forget who he is. Know God. And the way you know God personally is through that personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That's where it begins. And if you've never done that, you've never made Christ the Lord of your life, you don't know him as your Lord and Savior, if the Holy Spirit of God is speaking to you today, then would you just say yes to him? Would you give your life to him today? Begin new with him today? That is the greatest life you will ever know, is following Christ and living for him. Today, maybe you've known Christ for a long time. How well are you doing at these things? Let's get our priority list out. Let's see how well we line up. If we're missing the mark somewhere, as I said a while ago, God is a loving, forgiving God. He forgives the past, and he'll help us walk forward in the way that he leads us and he guides us. The question is, is that what we want for our life? Do we want to follow him in this kind of way? Let's bow our head and close our eyes as we close this morning. Today, if God is speaking to your heart, and again, I would encourage you today to open up your heart to him and say yes to him. Whatever way that he's leading you this morning. If there's a decision that you need to make as soon as we're done in a moment, if you want to visit with somebody about that, Lance and I will hang around. We'd love to do that. But would you just allow God this opportunity to speak to your heart? And in whatever way he leads you in your life, would you be obedient to him? Father, we thank you today for your word. God, we thank you for the truth of your word. God, we thank you that through your word we can build that strong foundation, that lasting foundation for our life. God, thank you for all that you do for us, all the blessings that you give us. And God, I pray that we would be quick to share with others the work that you've done in our life, the work that you continue to do, and how they can know you as well. God, we love you for all that you do, but God, I pray right now that you would just speak to our hearts. God, show us individually what we need to see through this passage today. In Christ's name I pray. Amen.